Between the banners, Rapid Fire Emergency Edition, Cole Anthony is coming to play for the good guys. Jake Lawrence is here with me five minutes after the announcement, so let's get it rolling with a softball question. Jake, what does this do for the outlook for the uh, 2019-2020 UNC Tar Heels? This will help make North Carolina instantly an ACC contender next year, um, which sounds kind of kind of weird considering there's still some holes to be filled, but those gaps will be filled over the next coming uh, next couple of weeks. Uh, and taking a taking a guy like Cole Anthony and putting him in charge of this offense, which is what's going to happen, uh, takes North Carolina from the middle of the pack ACC team to a top three ACC team next year. And. I wasn't really thinking quite that far. I was just thinking this makes UNC relevant in 2019-2020 because with what we had coming back, I mean, it was looking awfully bleak. And, you know, knowing that Anthony was a UNC lean definitely helped my anxiety the past few weeks. But, uh man, I mean, all of a sudden UNC has a marquee star. Uh They are probably going to get the Trey Young treatment and – with Roy Williams as coaching, you know, this could be a very interesting uh, development here for the Heels. Yeah, I think relevance is a really good word. And, you know, Tar Heel fans will say, oh, well, North Carolina is always relevant. But there has been some some angst on the recruiting trail the past couple of years among some fans for a variety of reasons. Uh, and to get this high profile of a star this late in the year on national television with a uh, with a morning announcement, um, it all just kind of pushes UNC to the forefront. Um, and after the week that some other schools down the road have had uh, finalizing their classes and some of the key misses that North Carolina has had over the last couple of months, uh, this is a much-needed public relations win. Uh, it's a much-needed roster win. Uh, and it absolutely now puts North Carolina in that, in that conversation of, of best recruiting classes going forward because they're not done yet. Absolutely. And we can get into a little bit of um... – what the rest of this recruiting class might look like because we're going to have some likely breaking news uh, as the week develops. But just uh, let's let's talk about uh, Anthony as a player for a second. You know, from the film I've seen and uh, from watching the McDonald's game, I mean, he looks like Kobe, maybe a little bit better of a facilitator, not quite as long, but maybe a little bit more uh, horizontally athletic. Um, or I should say just vertically athletic, just a better leaper, um, a little bit, more explosive. Uh, would that would that be a fair assessment there? Or let's uh, ask what the expert actually thinks here. Uh, well, you're too kind to call me an expert. I just watch some YouTube videos and make some opinions. Um, only half joking, but no. Look, I, I think you were. I think you're spot on. Uh, and Anthony, early early in the recruiting process, maybe earlier in his high school career dealt with uh, some some chatter that he was too ball dominant. He didn't look to get others involved. He only wanted to get his buckets. But I don't think that's accurate. Uh, he averaged almost a triple-double this past year at uh, uh, down at Oak Hill, which you're playing against some of the best competition in the country on a nightly basis. And, uh, and to average essentially what was 20, 10, and 10 um, just about, you don't do that if you're only in it for yourself. Uh, and so he has really grown in his ability to be able to get others involved his court vision, especially in the half court, is really underrated, uh, and I think that's going to be an improvement over what Kobe brought uh, next season. Uh, where, you, where you are going to see some differences, though, and I think you hit the nail on the head, is he is a little bit more explosive. He is a little bit more aggressive. He's got more of an alpha dog about him, uh, which might sound weird or excite people after what we saw from Kobe last year. But Kobe was the better pure scorer, um, and I think that that's where the trade-off is going to be. 
and I don't think Anthony's going to have any issues getting his points, but he will be able to set others up, uh, especially in the half court or the secondary better than Kobe did. Uh, Kobe was able to get his buckets and set others up with his, with the insane speed that he played with. Anthony's not quite that fast. Uh, but Anthony also is a better defender right now. So it's kind of a trade-off. There's no wrong answer. Um, and really, I think the biggest takeaway is it's it's almost sad that Kobe White's not going to be around next year because those two together would have been borderline unstoppable on a nightly basis. But it is what it is, uh, and, uh, and I think that's what you're getting in Anthony there. So based on that, would it have worked out better for the Heels if Anthony had been on last year's team and Kobe was on next year's team? That's lacking a little bit more scoring punch. Oh man, that's quite the hypothetical. Um, I think, <laughs> you know what? That might be a good way to put it. Um, and I don't think that's off base at all. Uh, and that's nothing against Kobe, nothing against Anthony, but that's a really good way to put it is right now with what we, with what is known that is coming back, there are some, there are some questions of scoring for North Carolina. Um, if they can fill those gaps in or if someone takes the leap uh, that they usually take at Carolina through development, then Anthony will be the perfect guard for that. Uh, but, yeah, we are definitely – or North Carolina is definitely going to be missing uh, Kobe White scoring next year. There's no doubt about it. Anthony does not quite replace that. No. Well, and um, let's let, let's talk about what the rest of that lineup may look like. Uh, obviously, with the losses of uh, Kenny Cam and Luke, as well as Nasir Little and uh, Kobe White, um, Anthony jumps into a backcourt, a backcourt with, uh, Seventh Woods, uh, B-Rob, Leaky Black, and Andrew Playtex. So, I mean, the heels at least have nice depth if, um, if not star power beyond Anthony, but I feel like Leaky and B-Rob are probably the starters on the wings as currently constituted. Right now, as of this moment, yeah. Um, and, you know, Leaky missed half the season with with a hurt ankle, um, so he's still kind of an unknown. There's a lot of potential there that has fans really, really excited, but I think we need to pump the brakes a little bit on what he can actually provide until we get a little bit more information or see him in uh, early next season. B-Rob's going to be there on the break. Uh, we know he can shoot. We know he can play some defense. He's an intriguing prospect to really make a leap next year. Uh, but right now, that's all you really have on the wing. And then Andrew Playtag giving you what he can going into his junior year. Um and so that really turns the attention right now to some of the graduate transfers North Carolina is looking at, uh, and one other four-star guard, Anthony Harris, who just took an official visit uh, uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, well, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there, there's just not a ton of scoring, proven scoring ability there right now. Well, Jake, you are the one who uh, famously, perhaps tongue-in-cheek, predicted that Andrew Playtech would end up being all ACC as, by his senior year. So is this the year that he takes a leap? Oh yeah, that uh, that one's gonna come back to bite me a little bit. Uh, I do. I, I, I think just because of the sheer amount of minutes that are there, uh, that are available, and Coach Williams Roy likes the way Playtech plays, and he 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 hasn't shown the athleticism that you want to see in the ACC, but he has he has a basketball IQ if he can just get his body to to and his mind to get on the same page. And you know, we said the same things about Luke May and insert any other slow developing. Point, uh, North Carolina player over the years. So I think you're going to see a nice increase from Playtech, but I'm going to temper the, the Dante Calabria light uh, comparisons that, that I had hoped for early on in his career. Well, and that's that's the thing with a guy that UNC takes a flyer on. Half of them seem to become a Luke May type, and then half of them are just, you know, lower into the rotation guys. So, you know, there, there's still probably about a 
30% chance that Playtech does something. And uh, I will take that all day. Um, looking at some of the guys that have come in, though, you mentioned Anthony Harris and uh, you mentioned Christian Keeling, the uh, grad transfer from Charleston Southern. If you were uh, building out this roster, just filling in the filling in the gaps, um, are both of those guys takes, and how do they fit with uh, Polanthi? So North Carolina has those two and Justin Pierce uh, still to visit as well, and I I don't see how all three of those guys are not takes. Um, and the real quick rundown: Anthony Harris, four-star guard, top seventy-five uh, prospect. Uh, point guard or combo guard, depending on who you want to listen to and if you think a combo guard is a real thing. Uh, the bottom line is Anthony Harris can, can come in and play either position. Um, if he, if he commits to North Carolina, he played with Armando Baycott, uh, on team takeover last year. And that's, uh, and I see him ahead. more as a two. I, I was going to say, I just, I just get more of a two vibe from him, um, especially coming off his ACL injury. You know, just seems like a guy who's probably going to settle in. You know, more maybe as a secondary ball handler, but of the uh, Kirk Heinrich to a, what was that guy, Miles? Was it Aaron Miles? Um, whoever Aaron played Miles with Kirk for Heinrich. Arizona. Oh, no, oh, oh, I can't think of the name, but I know oh. who you're talking about. I, I think, um, I cannot remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Um, Aaron yeah. Miles, I think. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, I think that's accurate. I think he is more of the two. Um, he's more of a, he's more of a scorer. Um, and it's hard to tell that because he didn't play much this year because of his ACL, like you mentioned, but he's a guy who gets to the rim. He has an evolving and, and an improving long range jump shot. Uh, and he just, he's, he's in constant attack mode. He's a different kind of wing than what North Carolina has had probably since Marcus Page's senior year in, in, in a, in a pure shooting guard who can create his own shot. Um, and Justin was more of a three than a two, so that's why I don't I don't put Justin Jackson into that into that realm. But that's what you're getting if Anthony comes. You got a guy who can take who can take spot duty at the point, but he's going to be more of a of a pure wing, and he's more of a of a two to four year player as well. So that's what you're getting there. Uh, Christian yeah, Keeling, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say just from a ro- uh, roster um, construction standpoint, I feel like Harris is a big big uh, target because. UNC, you know, outside of really leaky black, you're kind of running into a talent vacuum after these uh, past two classes. I mean, Baycott, I still think he's enough of a riser to where he might be a two or three year guy tops. Um, you know, it, it, it becomes a situation where Carolina is going to need a three or four year player that possesses the talent to be an ACC starter for multiple years. And I think Harris uh, has that in spades. But um, you were talking about Christian Keeling from Charleston Southern. Yeah, so Christian Keeling is also another. He's a pure two. Uh, he's a scorer. Um, three years at Charleston Southern, averaged over 17 points a game, I believe, all three years. Um, averaged just over 18 points a game last year. Uh, but he also saw uh, an increase in his in his long range shooting up above 35 percent last year as well. So. Uh, he's a guy who's who's a pure two, but he can get out and run in transition, um, and he's athletic. He's not just a spot up shooter. I don't know if he can really create his own shot on a nightly basis in the ACC. Uh, that remains to be seen, and I'm always skeptical skeptical of mid-range graduate transfers who step in for one year uh, because that's just a different kind of environment every night. But he does have something to provide, uh, and if he can get out and go in transition, that's what Roy's going to need, and that's what this team is going to need next year. Uh, but So he's absolutely a take because he helps fill that, that, that void. Um, he's not as versatile, but that's okay. Cause if you know where you can slot him, then he has a lot of potential there in minutes. Uh, and that's, that's the big thing for, for him there. 
Yeah, and I mean, the biggest thing is UNC just, I mean, at the end of the day, they need bodies just uh, for depth, and Keeling probably provides more upside than a lot of the names that we've mentioned. So, you know, best case scenario, he ends up being a mid-tier ACC-level starter, and worst case, you know, he's he's not there again next year. So, you know, he and um, the other guy you wanted to talk about, uh, Justin Pierce, uh, Pierce is intriguing to me just because of his size at 6'7". He's more of a uh, – he could potentially be more of a 3-4 in the – oh, God, I was going to say in the Nasir Little maybe, – maybe in the uh, Cam Johnson mold where uh, Johnson started playing the four later in the year this year. Yeah, I think that I think that's more fair. Um, look, and, and with Justin Pearson, with graduate transfers, it's easy to say, oh, my God, I love these guys. Their highlights look great. Remember, he was in the CAA at William & Mary, and he was a third-team All-CAA. So this is these, these graduate transfers are not, you know, all-world fixers the way that Cam Johnson may have been coming from Pitt. So just keep that in mind. What makes Justin Pierce attractive is that he's extremely versatile and that he averaged, uh, I think, 13 or 14 points, but he also averaged, I think, five or six rebounds, maybe more than that, actually, uh, in this case, and over four assists a game. So he's well-rounded, and in that in, in that four spot or that three spot, he's going to give you a little bit of, of however you need to, however you need him to fit in. Um, as a sophomore, I believe he hit over 40% from three that took a dip last year, but the potential is there for him to also step out and, and knock that down. So, um, that's why I think that all three players are, are takes for all of those reasons. And here's the thing with the graduate transfers, as you alluded to, you know, they're here for one year. In this case, these two have one year. You Knowing that you have players that have one year make it easier to recruit for the following year. This year was a little bit different because Kobe turned into a, a one-and-done. Uh, Nasir was always thought to be a one-and-done, um, but Kobe is really the guy there that kind of makes next year's class all of a sudden look super important. Uh, so having bring graduate transfers in, you know one year and they're gone, uh, will help this coaching staff make a plan going forward on how to construct a roster going into the next decade. Absolutely, and uh, we will definitely have a lot more on that as um, as as the 2020 class develops, but we'll probably be back to talk to you more about the 2019 class here in the coming days. Uh, Jake, I appreciate you joining us. Um, anything you've got to plug this week? I think you did uh, have the Anthony breakdown, and you might have a couple other things pre-written. Yeah, so basically, uh, I'm in the middle of a, of a life transition as my family moves out, out to Arizona. So I'm trying to pre-write any, uh, any break, potential breaking news commits and draft profiles coming up for, for when some of the North Carolina uh, football players are drafted, uh, this upcoming weekend. So just kind of on spot duty, nothing, nothing in depth right now. I'll try to get to that to the summer. I love it. Well, um, a, a lot of your pre-written, uh, commitment articles I know have, uh, had to fall by the wayside, but hopefully we get you on a hot streak here. <laughs> yeah, no, no joke. Maybe we should stop that because it just seems to bring bring bad luck. But uh, rather, uh, rather plan for success than uh, uh, than than hope for nothing at all. Hey, better to uh, plan for success than prepare for failure. That's it. I couldn't think of it. Thank you very much. Still early this morning. It is well. Um, I appreciate you joining me early in the morning. Uh, for everyone listening, please go ahead and subscribe wherever you may listen. Stitcher. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Tell us how great we are or just tell me how bad I am as long as you're leaving a five-star review. I don't care. I will read it on the air. Um, Until next time, Cole Anthony's a Tar Heel. I can't get him on the podcast right now to say it, but go Heels.